It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real drama in real time. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. Hello. Hello. What's going on, Marie? Last week was your first week at New Job, but you have some stuff it sounds like you wanted to talk about. Well, I mean, like, I just, I'm in an incredibly horrible mood, and it's funny because I was fine until I got home. And I don't know if other dog owners can, like, relate, but, like, I'm fucking tired of walking in my house and smelling piss. Like, uh. it's the, I, I, it's, it drives me insane. And I think the part that's worse about it is that, like, it doesn't bother Nico. Like, I think they've gotten used to it. Like, they've gone nose blind to it. I think oh, they've fuck. been dealing with this dog doing it for so long. And, like, we just got our carpets replaced. But like he really will pee, pee and poop in the house all the time, and I don't I don't know why, but it just it makes me fucking miserable. It makes me miserable, and I feel like maybe I'm so I'm overreacting. Maybe it's the cost of having dogs, but like yo, like I just think about like I feel uncomfortable having people over, like in I don't know. I'm just yeah. I don't know. Well, and I if, I'm sure it's also something that you know feels like just one more thing out of your control that you just don't know what to do. You're kind of at yeah. your wit's end. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely at my wit's end with it. And well, and now you're out of the house most of the day. Yeah. Well, two days a week. Uh, so I think okay. that was the thing is I noticed it right, like, you know, right away. And I don't know, like his thing too, like maybe I am like, I need to smoke during this. I, maybe I am like super sensitive to it at the same time like there's that other side of the coin like like maybe maybe people don't notice it as much as i do right but like i don't know how you don't notice the smell of pee <laughs> but like nico literally does not like so they it's, it's, don't. it's not it's not just the fact that it's happening it's the fact that like it's not as big a deal to somebody else yeah Yes, I think maybe that's it. And so I get angry at them, like, and I don't want to be angry at them because it's really not their fault. And like, we're not going to get rid of the damn dog, but like, no, of course not. It's not as urgent of a prop. Like, me, like, when I see it, like, I'm like, okay, let's get the paper towels, like, pat it down, then get the specialized cleaner, spray that on, let it sit for an hour, then we get the baking soda. And like, they're just like, what's the closest cleaner I can find? I'm going to spray it on there and hope oh. it doesn't smell. And I'm like, that's like not going to work. 
So like, yeah. I don't know if it's like just it's like so much anxiety for me. Well, is that a conversation that you can have with Nico that? It's yeah, no, I mean, I could I think that they would have no problem like cleaning it differently if I told them like, please do it this way. I just think it's like the fact that it's so maddening to me because I don't know how to stop it. Like we put diapers on the goddamn dog, you know, we block off one entire room, you know, and then it's like, do you have pee pads? So that's the thing is, should I like, so do I put pee pads all over my goddamn house? I mean, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, it's been a long time since I've had a dog and yeah. it's been since before pee pads even existed. So I'm not even sure if that would work on an older dog um, or if there's like training, you know, we could ask chat GPT. No, uh, <laughs> we, we should maybe... ask chat GPT because I'm, I am like just, <sighs> and with dogs anyways, like dogs stink. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah like we kind of, we like i need to like and i was just saying i was like i need to be on it better like we have to vacuum all the time have the deodorizer things like well, that because they will overwhelm that, the house what what is it with the dog like is it a behavioral thing is the dog oh, yeah. mad he's a, bad, he's a bad dog like he'll do but, it but when why you leave. why is, <laughs> is that i mean so he's anxious when you leave yes right yeah uh, so like is there is there a way to like give him doggy daycare or maybe like a dog walker can come and like walk yeah. him because I'm wondering it, it if seems help. like he's just anxious that you guys are gone. Yeah. But it's like, I, I guess that's, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's one thing like we could do. And, and I keep saying we're going to do it because we, we were taking him out like more often. I think that we maybe need a midday date, somebody to walk him again or just, yeah like we, i mean that's something we could try and, I, and maybe it's just sitting with the trainer and asking what the what i do now maybe. though before i leave i do give him like melatonin to okay. like calm him a little bit and we crate him but um you know like i should be able to leave the house for five minutes without him peeing like if i'm yeah. just going downstairs it's like he'll and like and it's funny, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, oh, at least it's not, like, he'll poo. Like, right mm. in the middle of the house. I'm not it's living not... in, it's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> it's so sure. gross. It's so for gross. Sure. It's maddening to, I don't know, and it just instantly put me in, like, I walked in the house and I was in a great mood, and then I just walked in and I'm like, oh. I have, so now I'm like, I have to go buy an industrial car, or, or rent an industrial carpet cleaner just to feel a little bit like back at zero and then like diaper him and like, you know, it's a, it's lot, a lot. of It's a lot. And it's honestly, I have to say it's one of the reasons and it's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why I found that I don't like to leave us the house as much. Mm. And that's, I, I, I'm not kidding. Like that's, th a, I have, that's a bad attachment for both of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it gives me so much anxiety that he's gonna piss and shit everywhere. That it's become a thing where like I don't want to go downstairs and pick that thing up because he's gonna pee, and then mm -hmm. it's because it's also a whole process too, right? Like when he pees, I have to do my whole like five step routine in order for it to be livable. I don't know. It just sucks because. 
yesterday we finally kind of like Nico like vacuumed with our pit deodorant. It was like smelling decent. And then I, you know, I come home and there's that gentle warm there. smell of pee. Well, tell me, tell me about the, the the happiness before you walk through the door and got smacked in the face with piss. Well, I, so part of it was I got myself like so we like we have talked about like I have intense social anxiety, like being outside, and I don't even know if it's social anxiety, just outside the house anxiety, like. Sure. Um, <laughs> and sure. so I've been avoiding like public transportation for a while as well. Like I have not. So I took, I got, basically I got myself home from work today on the bus and I was like, I was fine. And I don't know, I was really happy and proud of myself for figuring that out. It's not that complicated, but I really like, you know how your anxiety, like your unreasonable anxiety makes everything seem 20 times harder. Um, So I've like used to ride the bus all the time. It's not that big of a deal, but like today it felt like a task. Like I had to check off. Like I, this is something I have to figure out how to do. And it's a big deal. It really wasn't. You have to be a little bit more patient because sometimes buses are late, but um, I got home and I was happy. And then it's from like a work day where I, 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 you know, I'm, I don't know if that I've found my legs there, but I don't feel, I feel like, maybe this is okay the place i'm in like work wise which okay. is which leads us to the discussion because you i mean i'm very curious yeah, I mean, text me about about it. yeah i texted you about it and you didn't respond but that's okay like this is good for like us talking through the podcast because i have been very curious you started last monday um and then you had a retreat on Wednesday, yeah, that was and a I lot. have been di- okay. I've been yeah. dying to know how that was. If that was like too much, like let's just start there. And I think that was part of like the lack of response too, because I remember I started to write it and I was like, I don't even know how to say. Like I hated it and I loved it. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot to take on. I think your first week when. Uh, I'm already coming out of like a really traumatizing situation. Like I, it's funny yeah. that maybe not for everybody that would have been traumatizing, but something you know, we, we both know. I think that, that, for everyone that would be traumatizing. You did. That was not a good situation. Yeah. Working where people don't like you is not fun. Like it's weird, crazy, yeah. alone feeling. And um, so I'm very guarded at work and my boss even Aww. kind of drew an ad- attention to that. Um, but you know, what I did like is like, we talked, so my first day was cool. We just, I did, it was online and the second day went into the office and the, you know, and they're really chill about when you go in and stuff. And, um, then on Wednesday morning, I'm at my boss's house, like in her home, (laughs) (laughs) chilling go about to go on a retreat like and she's so cash that she was like really? come in oh, my house come in okay. my, yeah like come in my house and sit down and like while i get ready so she's like on the phone telling me about her plants i met i met her dog and i'm like whoa this is a lot this is a lot overstimulating and you know we're already were i'm already worried about her being too intense and i'm like this is only added to that imagery of being like <laughs> you're intense <laughs> let's pause for a second okay yeah yeah let's just look at the history of like your work <laughs> before all this yeah fair enough pandemic hits 
And you join a company where you host along with me at a, at a company and we're stuck inside for probably minimum two years straight yeah. and not the greatest work situation that it developed into kind of a harsh reality. Yeah. You still have fears of going outside flash forward to new job after horrible exit of other job and they did not treat you well also you were mostly stuck inside except for the couple of times where you had to work with them on site in social settings that were very intense and highly social yes and now the first time that you're going into a job that you're kind of excited about but still worried that it's going to be another situation similar to the last two this is three years into the pandemic, let's just say, because, I mean, I don't think we're out of it. I don't know. I don't. It, we call it post-pandemic, but I don't even know what the hell we are. Yeah. And now your first week, you're yeah. in this social situation. Yeah. And you just told me that you have social anxieties. Yeah. So give yourself a little grace <laughs> because yeah. this you you're getting thrown into social situations that you have a lot of PTSD from. <laughs> yeah. If it's not yeah. from COVID, if it's not from coworker, if it's not from just the fucking world being its stupid race itself, there's a lot going on there that it yeah. seems that it makes sense that you would have some fucking anxiety about yeah. being social yeah. right off the bat. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> and it's crazy too, because there it's like, I don't want to say she's, um, or an, like she, she's not unorganized but she's lax and I don't mean that I don't know I, I mean that in the best way possible okay in that like she's laid back if things don't, if things don't go according to plan we pivot instead of like freaking out Beautiful. like I don't you Beautiful. know what I mean like, oh that's like, whatever. so great <laughs> yeah. that's a good boss yeah because a good yeah. boss doesn't freak out a good boss doesn't show you the fear good boss says okay we're going with a new plan. They improvise. They come up with a new plan on the spot. Yeah. Oh, th- I'm so glad. That's got to be yeah. so new for you. Well, that so it's funny because we're like already like we get like so the rental car didn't come up because they rented a car for all of us because there's only five full time employees. So they <laughs> rented a car. <laughs> it's so tiny. Um, and so we're behind. So not only. Did I so I got there at nine o'clock. She said be there. She told me to get there a little early. I got there like nine oh three because lifts are incorrectly yeah, yeah. estimating time lately, which is a whole nother thing. Um and so I get there at like nine and I'm not sure which how like and me, I'm a very literal and when I'm nervous, sometimes I'm like I don't kind of have the same logical steps that I normally would like this kind of nervous like social nervousness I don't have my same logic steps so she'd given me that one address and but in another address she gave me and it said something it was essentially she gave me the street number in one text and then she gave me the apartment oh. number in another text so I'm at the building where I'm like oh fuck I don't know. Where. I'm pretty sure I buzzed this number, but I'm also not trying to buzz a stranger's apartment. <laughs> Anyways, I've she, so I'm like standing out there. I'm like, let me text her. Like, I don't know what to do. And then I find she finds she's like, buzz this number. I was like, okay. I get in and um I walk in and then it's like 
She's like, okay, come in, take a seat. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, thinking we're going to be there for a couple minutes. I was at her house for like an hour, <laughs> just sitting there waiting for her to finish, waiting to meet everybody else, to drive three hours, to get in a car with these people. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting at being a house in Madeira <laughs> alone with it. I'm like, this is just stretching out this whole process. And here's the thing I've said. Was it there before. any part of you that like was afraid that this is like a get out situation? <laughs> this, this was yeah, there's a lot of things going through my head. And I'm like, is this the place I want to work right now? Because the because I'm sitting, it's all it's like the perfect time to just be filled with anxiety. Um Aww. and I'm in somebody's home. Um I don't know why that's weird to me, but like seeing how it, people live new. sometimes is it's like I'm not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's an intimate setting for your it third is. day yeah third okay yes third day on the job and yeah, she's also day. really really forward and direct and her energy is like boom 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 so yeah. it's like she's like do this do this da-da-da. like not in a mean way she's just like get this like make an order for this and like <laughs> she's thing. she knows what yes, she wants she, yes, she is and so I love like this woman i love this woman so hard <laughs> i know but i'm like yes. i know okay. i know i know yes. okay <laughs> so and it's it's funny because I, I she's not mean not a lick of her it's mean about it but i'm she's intense and i think that but here's the uh, thing i think you can use that kind of clarity though yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong you're not like wrong. Because it sounds like she's the kind of person that is direct, but like in an effective way. And I don't think in a work scenario, you've had the yeah. opportunity to have a boss who knew, knows what the fuck they want. Yeah. yeah. No, she's very, yeah, she's, well, it's funny because here's the thing is, and sometimes she would like, she's like, here's the thing that she does. She looks at you like stares at you I, to me it's a stare she, she makes she makes eye contact I con- she, we talk we talk and we talk about that later because we got oh you know it was like you know during the retreat you, you have a couple drinks at night after all the retreat stuff was done and i finally just said to her i was like you look at people <laughs> i was like you look at people. I was like, you are like you when you're talking. You are locking eyes, and you could just and it's so the lock is so intense that you could see that she's thinking about what you're saying. I don't know how to explain that, but you could see that. she's intentional. She's like putting it together, like and she tells me, well, I'll I can go like I don't know if I should back up a little bit about the reach. The retreat was, it was like. So she's really very much about like affirmations, setting intentions, creating a flow, you know, make, you know, there's language that she uses. That's like, um, I don't want to, it's like feeling kind of language, like, you know, feel the, like we did have a emotionally mature, uh, or advanced yeah, just like that, she talks in like powerful woman, you know, like you know you hear all these like yeah, she's like that. So when you know setting intentions, what are our goals as a team? What do we how, hold space for? And I'm like, I don't even know you all. I'm just holding my tongue. Like 
you're wanting to sit back and observe and like but she's asking you to come front and center and like say yeah. what you want yeah uh, and you're not even sure yet well that okay. and i actually and i said we did talk about that i said you know i know i'm also like we you know we talked about like i don't know that i want to how i want to navigate this next role at least maybe i'm a little bit more like separating work and friendship and I, those ideas a little okay. bit more strictly now. Um, but I feel like this is a space where people are becoming friends. And so I was like, I'm just in observation. I told them at one time, I was like, you know, um, I'm just in observation mode right now. Like I'm just, mm-hmm. um, I come from a lot. I like the my last job was very, like I am shocked at myself because uh, which shows me I have the power to hold my tongue a lot better than I th- thought I did because at my last job, I completely shut down. Like I, I was done. Like there was yeah. something in me that was able to not engage with them, not really make jokes, not like really, you know, like there was a part of me that was able to do that completely. And so that's where I'm still in that mode right now. I, yeah. but I'm still polite and friendly and, you know, cry. like this one, I'm not so strict, but like um, that's where I'm at. My headspace is, in that totally there like you're calibrating you're calibrating who you are in conjunction with this company and that's okay like i feel like you'll you'll get there like you don't need to be this marie (laughs) you know with them right off the bat because you're still trying to gauge what this company is how they feel like how how you fit in the whole equation and yeah. it's it's a lot more spotlight because there's only five people. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that, yeah. And so I think that like there were times I shared, like I talked about, like how I probably like um, my ADHD being there, like neurodivergent, having ADHD, and that I'm, you know, I think that you know we think I might be on the spectrum, you know. So, you know, we just like talk about what I'm going through right now, so it, to help you deal with me, just understand that directness and like clarity. I, I kind of talked about in that reference, like um, you know, these things. We got to have an opportunity to tell tell everybody what works for us and what doesn't work for us in co-working and so i was just like these are you know there are things that i don't always get so clarity and honesty and actionable feedback really go far with me you know i don't i can't be my you like don't micromanage me um Mm. and also um i'm glad you said that yeah i did and then i also said and please understand and this was the most important me that my work process does not look like your work process and it doesn't have to to if to get the job done. I was like I I the way I do things it has worked for me because I've this I've been dealing with these kind of you know with my ADHD for all these years I've had to make my own systems. I said I love I love hearing new ideas but I I have a way of being that like I you know I I know I try to think of the way I said it. Don't expect me to work the same way you work. Mm. I don't remember. It was like something like that. But just like, like I cross my eye, I, you know, I write the whole letter and then I dot my eyes and cross my T's. Some people are doing it. Does does that make sense? So I, 
I think you can have systems in place and for the way, but like when it comes to the actual, like how I'm processing my work, it has to be come from my brain. Yeah. Because it's, it goes as the same way you were talking about earlier in the podcast of like, when you say something, you, you think about what you're going to say and you mean it. So when someone asks you about it, you're like, I just said what I mean. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. Um, because then I have to like reroute and understand how you are hearing it. And then that's a different story. And that takes a lot more process. I, I get it. And, and I'm glad that you got to verbalize that to them. Yeah. How did, how did they receive it? Oh yeah. Well, we all got to do that. And so everybody, well, what was great is she mentioned that like, she, what the funny thing about micromanaging is that she used to micromanage. She said, she's like, oh. and she's working on it. And that she wants us to, like, say, hey, I got it. And if we say that to her, she'll know to step back. Okay. But as somebody who used to be like, she's very thorough, and which is what I need. Um, but I don't need you to tell me 20 times. What I'm doing is learning it. I learn how thorough you are. She t- tells you step by step how to do everything. Great. Once I learn that, you don't have to keep telling me. But the mm-hmm. fact that you tell me now is amazing. Like step by step by step, I love it. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. So it's funny because how I and I said, you know, I said, and I remember saying to her, I was like, even if you do micromanage me, but I'm not gonna like be butthurt about it. I was like, this is your baby, and I know that can be something that happens too when this is a company is your baby. I said, but I, you know, and she's like, but no, she's like, you know but I'm hoping that you choose us because you trust us. And she's saying, just let me know, you know, when, you know, I need to just say, you just, she's like, she's saying, just tell me you got it and I'll, I'll step off. And I was like, okay. So that was cool. And like, it's funny too, because my coworker said something about micromanagement and then like, they were all, we all shared like, um, our working styles, like when we want to work, when we're going to be coming into work, like, Nobody wants meetings before 11. You know, it's just like, that's like crazy to me. Oh like, my God. I love that. I love that they acknowledge that. That's such a great, yeah. you know, yeah. company atmosphere to be like, nobody wants to get up at like 8 a.m. to yeah. just go on a Zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and there was, I mean, but there was other things too, like, um, what did we like? We did like, we talked about our families and death and grief. There was one there. I will say there is a lot of grief in the room. And I feel like that's where a lot of the space where a lot of us come from, which, and I, and I do have to say that um, grief changed what grief has helped me better demand what I need from others. And, and like what I'm like, what I need from to have, successful relationships now um even as i'm like not the best like we talked about i'm really i think i'm a horrible friend no i i've become i think i'm becoming more like able to like slowly becoming able to be a little bit better at being a friend to people because i am clearer about 
what and who I want in my life and the like the boundaries I have. Does that make sense? Like I, I was able to step yeah. up because I'm like, okay, I can weed. I don't have to like, I can be a better friend because I have a better pick. I'm a better picker. Right. I'm not, yeah. no, I'm no longer putting in my time. So these You're people deserve for me to be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's what, so what I was saying is it's funny because Katie asked me a while ago, we were talking and, and this is the funny thing that I do. And I know I acknowledge that I do this because it's almost like, okay, brain can't type anymore. Done. Come back. We were having a conversation. We <laughs> were back and forth. And all of a sudden, you, you, it's radio silence for me. And I know that this is a thing that I do. But here's the thing. And I, this is, I'm like trying, my new thing right now is learning to balance like it being okay with not getting back to everybody because I don't have to. Like the, we live in a world now where everybody is demands instant responses. And I've always felt a lot of guilt in it. I feel less guilt about it now. But I still want Good. to, like, times like that, I'd like to, like, be like, my thoughts are jumbled right now. I'll tell yeah. you later. Okay. So that, that's the step I want to take. Like, yeah. I don't have to be like, oh, this is this. Because I also knew that it was going to be better for me to talk to you about it. And I wasn't, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. So I, instead of just saying that, I was like, how I get like stuck in like, how do I respond to this? Because I hated and I loved it. I had a crazy overwhelming week. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And these aren't excuses. This is just like literally what's happening in my yeah. brain and that I don't like. And so I just, I'm like, okay, I, I put it down. <laughs> I want you, I want you to know that I do understand that. And I hold you to like, no standard in terms of like oh she didn't get back to me i'm you know i'm pissed at her like there's none of that with because i mean everyone has adhd like i i feel like grief has also helped me understand how people will operate differently and if you don't get back to me right away i understand that like maybe you want to talk to me in person like face to face like we're doing right now as opposed to via text i get that if, if there's something you want me to do in order to keep you accountable, let me know. Um, yeah. If you want me to just be like, if now's not a good time, that's okay. Like, and give you the, like, the verbal pass of like, hey, I'm not mad. I, I know you didn't respond. That's okay. Um, I, I will do a follow-up message like that. Um, but please know that, like, this, I'm a safe person with all this stuff. Uh, you know, like but I'm not I, holding any grudges. Can I tell you, I worry about you being too kind to me. And this is the one, you're one of those people. Please I do tell worry. me. No, please Because tell me I feel like you're super nice to everybody. But I also know you're good at like, sh you, you're, you're good at creating the boundaries you need to create. I feel like you do. Like at our last workplace, the shit you didn't want to take, you said something <laughs> about. Like, so I know that you're capable of it. But I also know, like, who do who do you like that I'm just like, ugh, not a. I'm trying to think. No, well, I think we're on the same page as far as we most of who we like, but like, right. Well, this actually might be a good thing for me to hear, just because. Okay, so here's an example of what just happened today. Um, a friend of mine posted about this like fitness instructor that they really enjoyed and um, was telling me that like they were great. 
and, and I was like, oh, I, you know what? I'm curious. And they, I followed them on Instagram and then they messaged me like, hey, are you interested in this program or something? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, I'm interested in hearing about it. And they were like, can we set up a, like a phone call or a Zoom meeting? And I was like, this feels very intense and like intentional. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I was like, sure, whatever time works best for me because I'm unemployed and trying to heal a knee. Um, and I got on the call today and um, beautiful people, wonderful fitness people uh, have great assets, really good plans. <laughs> but when they quoted me how much... <laughs> this motherfucker was gonna be yeah i i didn't show any emotion because like i've also trained myself not to have big emotions when but like they were going like north of five grand for a year (gasps) and i was like i was like you gotta be fucking shitting me right now i was like first of all i was like how did my friend afford this second of all i was like no fucking way yeah 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 i was like I'm so sorry that that doesn't seem like um, that would fit my budget, especially because I'm recovering from knee surgery and spent a lot of money on that. And I'm planning a wedding and I've spent a lot of money on that. Um, that doesn't seem doable. I really appreciate that. And they were like, well, we've got this 30 day program that like you can do for $350. And I was like, hmm. I was like, can I have a day to think about this? And they were like, absolutely. Why don't we schedule a call for tomorrow? And now anybody, Mark included, because when Mark heard this, he was like, I would have told him the fuck right off. And I was like, yeah, but like they're good people. And like, if they have, like, it's a husband and wife. And like, if they have gotten to the point in their careers where they are able to do that and get that kind of money from people just from fitness, good on you. Like, I, like, I'm proud of you. Good for you. I, I, that's not my life. I can't afford yeah. that. Um, but so I was like, yeah, sure. We'll, uh, we'll schedule a meeting for tomorrow. Uh, I'm probably just going to email them and cancel the meeting and just be like, no, there's no way in help. I didn't, I didn't want to tell them to their face. No, this is not going to happen. This is not going any further than this conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know, I, I don't want, I, I don't want to be stuck in a sales pitch the entire time, you know, like I don't want to be stuck and I knew that's where we were heading, like yeah. the reasons why, and like and talking them down on price or whatever. I was like, no, like you keep your prices. That's fine. Like good for you that you can get that. Um, but that's like more than a fucking car payment. Yeah, that <laughs> is. <laughs> um, I know, and I was like, and like, and the the like the year long program was like worked out to almost like five hundred a month, and I was like, Jesus Christ, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no way in hell. He's <laughs> like, I will yeah. keep what I thought was an expensive membership to LA fitness for $25 a month. <laughs> um, right. You know, and I'll, I'll just work on my own plan. Um, but um, I need the feedback. Like if I am being too nice, if I'm not setting a clear enough boundary or if I'm not like, I don't I, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm, pretty emotionally happy with how i deal with people but you know if you see something else please let me know i guess i'm more like how do you tell like because i don't i you know i mean i know we haven't known him forever we haven't known each other forever but like i feel like you're one of my closest friends right like you're the person i talk to so like i guess it's hard for me to believe that you can maintain that level of closeness 
and not and be bad at the, being as bad of a friend as I am. I don't that know because okay. like, I, I need you to take that out of your vocabulary because you're not a bad okay. friend. <laughs> so that it just that might be. <laughs> I it. want to be a better friend. How about that? I okay. wish I was a better like. So like anything I could do to get there would be amazing. Which is okay. what I'm saying so then, is I think. Oh, how how can I hold you accountable to that? Like what what's the standard that you want to meet? Um. Yeah, I think the texting thing. If I could get better, because I do this to a lot of like it's funny, and I because I don't text a lot of people but the only okay. people like who i regularly message or have like i'm in group messages is like decompression right like right. we always have like ig everybody i don't participate in it a lot and um or like tori will ask me something and it takes me forever to get back or you know what i mean like those are the people i feel like i do to the most so i just it's like that like check in like I just would, if I could, maybe that opt-in or opt-out kind of, I don't know how to explain it. Like, what you were, like, I think the it's okay, I don't know what you do. I don't know. Do you, do you want me to not let it be okay? Like, what do you mean? I don't want you to be mad. No, I, no, and I won't, I'm, I'm not going to be mad, but, like, do you want me to do more follow-ups? Like, hey notice you haven't texted me in like five days um just wanted to say hey uh I, you know do you want to talk on the phone do you want to yeah you- do that okay i know i'm not gonna love it but i think i need it and that's the thing is like me like that's where i'm at in life right now the shit like doing all the hard things doing all the hard things yeah, I gotta that, do the hard things. But that's the that's the version of communication that like I think you're doing brilliantly right now is like you're expressing that you want to be better at certain things, but your boundary is that you don't really text that much. I'm a tech I text everybody. Like that's that's how I communicate. I talk to my dad mostly through text, <laughs> you know? Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So so knowing that about you, like you would rather have like a face-to-face conversation or even a fucking like just a call or a Zoom or a FaceTime or whatever, that that helps me to know that like, oh, okay. So it's not that like you're uncomfortable. Cause when I when I see that you don't text back, I feel like, oh, okay, she's just not in a pace that she can explain this or she doesn't want to do it until we get to the podcast or something to that effect. Like, that's the that's how I view it. Um, it it's not anger. I, I do want you to know and hear that. It, I'm not begrudging you for not responding back. I just know that, like, oh, if you're not responding, it's either you have nothing to say or you have nothing to say right now. So, yeah. If there is stuff that you want to, I I will throw out the option, talk or text, uh, and then we can call yeah. or we can text, you know? Yeah. Texting gives me a lot of anxiety. I think it's because I've been taken, I'm already taken the wrong way when, sometimes when I speak. <laughs> and <laughs> I notice um, as I create more boundaries, my, my, my texting gets more, I, I use, there's more brevity even in that. Sure. And so that with that i like with the text like you sent me i'm like okay this is not a this is not something where i can be where where i can use brevity so then it's like what am i gonna do so i just freeze (laughs) 
I just freeze. I just okay. freeze. And um, while I know a lot know. of people do, yeah, okay, good. Well, no, it yeah, is. There we go. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, you know, because, like, I just, because like a part of you setting your boundaries is also helping define how you operate best to me as a friend. And right. so, and that way, because like I, for me, it feels like, I know Marie is just not in a place to talk about this right now. So I just assume you just don't want to talk about it. So I, I'll wait until you're ready. Yeah. Um, if I need to make like a little extra effort of just saying talk or text um, or podcast, talk or text, totally yeah. fine. I I have yeah. no problem switching that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. It's funny. Cause it's like, and then if I, if I don't want to do it either, I can also just tell you that I just think it's sometimes it's, I'm stuck in deciding what I want to do. And so, yeah, sure. I could just be like, maybe if I don't know at that time, I'll just say podcast talk. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, like, it, like pocket that for the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know yeah like I think it's funny to bring like it's how I'm more there are two things I feel like are happening more in my life it's that I'm becoming better and creating boundaries and saying no and I think I can get I got that out of my last job um and I want to be even better about saying no like you probably like you I probably would have also taken that second call um (laughs) And well, honestly, I'm, I'm definitely not taking that second call. Well, that right I would have said, you know what I mean? I would have said know the same mean. thing. Yeah. And then the thing is with me, ego also would have come in and I would have been like, oh, well, let me see what I can do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, I was like, I like, there was a part of my brain that was like, okay, well, I, I can like find the money somewhere. Maybe we'll yeah. get money from the wedding. I don't. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, maybe one day I'll have a sustainable job that can yeah. help me pay $500. I was, Mark was like, you might as well get an Equinox subscription or something because it's probably yeah. cheaper. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I could go work out with Arnold. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh no way in fucking hell um it's like that, my my rent is barely up there uh no um yeah I, I and i think that's you know i'm i i don't know if i've sent you videos of his or not but there is a guy on tiktok called people displeaser and okay. i just recommended him to a friend i think i've sent you videos i don't know if i have or not but he he always starts this video and he's like hi if you're new here i'm a former alcoholic and people pleaser uh and i help people get over that um and he he talks about like sort of the things that like the bad habits that we do in order to please people but how Mm -hmm. much boundaries we give away by doing that um and he talks also Mm -hmm. about like how when setting your boundaries you're going to be uncomfortable at the start mm-hmm. um, because it's uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Because it's going to be uncomfortable to set that boundary, but it's, it's, in, it's a boundary for a reason so that it can protect you because people pleasing does, it cuts back on the fence that is your safety spot. And so we've gotten so used to being right up into our house of like letting people in that you know it's like i don't have time for myself or i don't have this kind of boundary um anyway he's fantastic i'm gonna try and 
get him on this podcast at some point because he's, he's wonderful. Um, but um, that's one of the things about these setting boundaries is like is cl- clear communication and like saying like, hey, I want to be better at this. Can you hold me accountable in this way? Or I want to be better at this. I need to hold myself accountable in this way. Um, or when I, when this happens, this is what it means for me. And that that helps me, at least in friendship. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Goodness gracious. I think it's funny because it's how did I grow up? And then maybe it's because of my mother. Oh, it's my mother, of course, because my mom did not have healthy boundaries with us. But mm-hmm. like so many of us grow up literally not know this concept of boundaries mm-hmm. is so foreign, right? Like, I think it's a thing that our generation is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we're coming from basically a sales model society of mm. don't take no for an answer, which is like what I think influenced rape culture. <laughs> like, oh, fair enough. You know, like like we need to like no's should mean no. And that's actually that's actually Oof. a conversation that I've had with my family members too. Cause like you know, one of the things my dad will do, and I love him to death, but it'll be like, hey, do you want to, like, you want to get ice cream or something like that? And, like, if I'm, like, trying to be healthy, I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, are you sure? You sure you don't want, like, a little bit of ice cream or whatever? And, like, I I had to get to a point at one point and say, I need you to let my no be a no. Um, and yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was a hard conversation and it wasn't ice cream it was like it was something else that he was just like are you sure are you sure you don't want to do this and i'm like i need you to let my no be a no um and but i need my cat i can see this (laughs) so she's become really she's become she's in her asshole phase right now where she oh she's showing you your butthole yeah well she and she also no she's in her like literal like Oh, uh, you want me to move from on your leg? No, I'm going to keep coming. And if you try and make me move, I'm going to hiss at you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our big guy was going through that, too. (laughs) If you move a blanket underneath him, he gets real pissed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, wait a second. This is my body. My choice. Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't know what we were seeing. Let my no be a no, cat. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. (laughs) I don't want you to use one. Oh, you're talking about uh, your dad and then. Just letting no's be no's. Well, in in, like the whole, the ideal that, 
you know, we've grown up in a, at least a corporate society where we, you know, you got to close, you got to close on that sale. You got to make sure that they, they agree or whatever. And I feel like that's such a manipulative way of doing business that it's also breached into our social constructs where it's like, let people say what they actually mean, because then we won't like have this whole like, well, you said this, but you meant this or whatever. Like, as as truthfully as you can, I would say like if if it's easier for you to say it out loud or if it's easier for you to email these motherfucking fitness people to tell them, I'm sorry, this is not financially possible in any way, shape or form. I'm going to cancel this. You know, like that's how I'm going to deal with it uh, because I am more comfortable talking in writing um, instead of like being like, hey, absolutely fucking not close Zoom peace out <laughs> never talk to me again <laughs> um, unless you see me on a billboard you can come to me and ask me for a fucking five north of 5k jesus so much money i know i know um but yeah so um i'm i'm really glad i'm really glad you told me that yeah yeah and i think it's i just I'm doing all these hard things right now. And this, I keep saying it over and over again. I can do hard things. Yeah. And I think what's hard for me is to set boundaries. And what's hard for me is to tell people what I need. Mm-hmm. And um, what's hard for me is... Um, not, I don't want to say that... Okay, if, if you don't want to say bad friends... What's hard for me is to uh, be good at um, just prioritizing my friends a little bit more. Like I have gotten so, you know, I think that's the way, like I can, I don't have to give everybody my energy. I don't have to give everybody everything, but I can, I can spare more, right? I can tell enough to just text you back podcast text you know what I mean like so I can do that as well and that's a hard thing for me because I think I don't I assume everybody's gonna leave you anyways I think that's a lot of it like that they're not just one day this person's not gonna like me anyways so well don't invest here's the thing you're investing a lot in yourself right now and self-care and another thing that people displeaser on tiktok uh says he's says self-care is not eating the donut or getting the massage self-care is keeping the promises that you made for yourself yeah and and you know sometimes those promises are hard aka mark and i are not drinking or doing any kind of substances we're eating like healthy and stuff because we want to look nice and we want to have clear skin for our wedding and you know we want to feel good and have a clarity of mind and presence when we're up there at the altar it's not really an altar it's pergola the altar the altar <laughs> you know like but that's that's our self care right now is that we want to make that and it was so funny too cuz last last night mark was like um what do you want to do for dinner he's like oh well i defrosted some chicken i was thinking like maybe we do like this veggie mix or whatever and he was like oh and i was like why what did you think he's like i thought maybe we could get a pizza and i was like 
well, let's let's do the brown rice veggies and stuff. And it's like, I'm adding enchilada sauce, so it's got a little bit of a kick to it. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I was like, remember, self-care is keeping those promises to himself. He's like, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. And it sucks. And it's hard because a fucking course I want the pizza. A fucking course I want the cake. I want the enchilada. He was doing I a game. I want the enchiladas, too. Dude. Uh, there, there are ways to do enchiladas that are like sans the shitty stuff. Um, but, um, <laughs> he, he had a, he was running a game and one of the, one of the team's names was Crunchwrap Supreme. And I kid you not, the visceral, like, want in me was like a monster <laughs> that like nearly hit the DoorDash button to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> like, let me just order that from Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> That's not gonna serve me, you know. Like, yeah. so like setting that boundary is hard to do for others. It's so much harder to do for ourselves when we're like, "But I earned it," or "I deserve yeah. this." It's, it's yeah, fucking hard. Yeah, I, that's you know, I'm kind of battling right now. Like, I'm I'm at a weight plateau. Like, I've lost some weight, and then I'm just kind of cycling. I'm not even kidding you. Between like six pounds. I go back and forth. That is the it's unfortunate the thing about being a woman because yeah. we can fluctuate 10 pounds given certain times of the month. Yeah. And that, that yeah. is a true fact that I learned in yeah. my weight loss journey too, where I was like, I'm sorry, what are you saying to me right now? And they're like, yeah, the, the unfortunate truth is that like you can just randomly have six or seven pounds just on or off yeah and yeah. you feel like you're doing amazing and then it's just like or you haven't done anything and you've totally dropped weight and you're like what 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 is this it, it's i think the thing that sucks is looking at the scale and like yeah. making that be the measure um if you can't like and the scale is good just to like monitor general progress but like yeah. monitor how you're feeling like how are you feeling in general other than the pee smell pissing you off um but like how how are your mood swings how you know how do you uh, feel in your body well that's the thing is too i that well i guess that's the point is like i want to be self i want to take it's funny that I'm only fluctuating this much because I'm not doing the best diet wise. So when I'm doing the best diet wise and I'm still fluctuating, I do feel better. But right now it's, I think it's also the fact that like I'm inconsistently good. Um, I'm lucky that I've been fluctuating, but it's, it's, and I think it's, it started because I hit this plateau and it felt like no matter what I did, I couldn't drop. Um, but I think, if I just was cons consistent, I would f feel better enough for, like, I, I could feel that, feel better enough. I think for me right now, like, one of the biggest things for me is I really just, I, I could care less about my weight if I could, you know, um, have better stamina, right? Like, go longer, dance longer, things like that. And... Um, <laughs> So I that would make this, me feel better. <laughs> I had this conversation with my PT this week um, where I was like, they, they've been uh, constantly telling me, oh, we're so impressed with like your progress, like you're doing really well, like your range of motion is fantastic. Um, I was like, here's the thing, guys. I was like, how 
I'm a month, I'm right now less than a month (laughs) away from my wedding day. How am I going to survive a 12 hour day of standing and mingling Mm. and dancing and like hanging? Like I, I will do PT and then I'm on the couch the rest of the day. Um, You know, so I'm like, how am I going to do that? And my PT was like, unfortunately, Katie, it's just time and practice and keep going. Um, That is the unfortunate thing. And it's it's also one of those things where it's like we gotta like make sure that we keep those self promises those self-care promises mm-hmm. um and we're the only ones that can monitor that but also saying like hey don't fucking beat yourself up if you get the crunch rep supreme <laughs> right <laughs> no because you're oh, human I am human, but I'm being like real human lately. Like right now, it's like yeah. it feels ridiculous. And here's the thing, though, it's great because Noom. I'm in that section of Noom where we're really talking about why we eat, why I eat the way I do, and like kind of mm-hmm. recognizing that. So I'm hoping there'll be some shift in my mindset because I feel like it took me a while just to get to this point where I'm just daily checking in, kind of getting back, like getting off track getting back on track quicker getting off track like at least i'm doing that now but um this next part of doom is about like why i eat the way i eat and what i need to like trick myself how i can trick myself into it because that's all it feels like is psychological tricks um and just i forgot what my why i brought that up (laughs) (laughs) the stress the stress of being human and and oh yeah you know and feeling like you're letting yourself down in certain ways when it's like don't beat yourself up over these things yeah yeah okay that was it because i so essentially is i want to be more human but understand why i'm i think learning and understanding why i this this is my human this is the way my humanness manifests mm-hmm. um i think like it, it's been really nice like i realized that i'm an emotional eater like, and I, I think a lot of people are, but like really, like I will go completely off track. Like I had, like mm-hmm. today probably had, I had it in the budget to order Postmates. It would have been a Postmates day, like coming home. Right. Um, and, but like literally really connecting that dots. Like, I think there's times when you know it, but like, the, like this is, co- and this is such a, such a thing for me, it's consistent. Like I'm consistently do this. So how can I like trick myself into not doing this anymore? Like this is like, you know what I mean? This is where, although I can forgive myself for doing this all the time, it is a consistent thing. And it's a consistent thing that that's ultimately making me unhappy. So right? this sounds like a theme. It sounds like a theme. Like it's, you yeah. want the consistency with your friendships. You want the consistency with your food and your exercise. So I guess the thing is like, now you got to play detective of why yeah. the consistency stops. Like what's, what's the boundary that you're not taking or what's, what's the thing that you're sacrificing? Um, or what's the trigger, you know? Um, yeah what what's the consistent thing like when when you break your consistency for yourself what do you think like 
I think I allow myself to, to, I think I allow myself to believe that it doesn't matter just for a moment. Like I suspend, suspend belief. And so, you know, the trick would be like when with Noom, they would be like, you know, when you really are going to do these things, like maybe have something ready, like in your house. Right. Mm-hmm. So that you can have that quick release. Yeah. Of like something bad for you, but it's it can be tempered by like mm-hmm. the fact that you can't go too wild with it, right? You're, I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on Postmates for like I'll have one like you know for one Kit Kat like in the house, right. like that's going to be a big difference, right? Um, and also having better options available, but the thing that it comes down to is even when I have those things. I don't do them and I don't do them because I'm too lazy. And so this is where I am. I am constantly telling myself I could do, cause I'm realizing these things are hard for me. And I think that was, I think that I. That's where you do, go for your, I can do hard things. Exactly. That's- so here's the thing. I was afraid to admit that that was hard for me because it just seemed like a mental defect. Like why would something so easy be so hard for me? But it is because it's a psychological battle. I have to battle 10 things to do the right thing. Sometimes that's a hard thing. Yeah. And I can do hard things. You can do. And that's all it is. (laughs) So I'm just trying to shift my mental like that's a lot of what it is. Like performing more has helped. Like I don't think I did that great at my last performance. Let me tell you, I don't think I did that great at all. But here's the thing: I just I was like at some point I'm like maybe I'm never gonna be drag star of the year. But like I'm getting booked and I can do this and it doesn't have to be a big deal and like it doesn't have to be a hard thing anymore. So like I'm doing it just kind of, like now this I'm trying to make it so it's not so much like what they call it. Um, exposure therapy like over and over again because eventually it doesn't become a hard thing and it just is who you are um and actually it's funny because noom's today's lesson was about exposure theory and like Mm. keeping keeping like a bag of chips that are really bad for you Mm -hmm. next to your bed or whatever not bad for you because i don't want to speak in good or bad terms about food because that's also probably one of the things that we do is just keeping it there and knowing if I, how many, how many times, how often can I say no? And like, mm-hmm. after a while that no is because it's not even a no anymore. It's just a non-factor and that's a hard thing. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All of it. it just, I think it's, this leads back to this idea. Like as I connect these dots, mm-hmm. I can forgive myself for being human, but I can also like do it. Like, I can do this hard thing for me. Um, And you also don't have to compare your hard thing to somebody else's hard thing. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm telling you, there's so much shame in, like, Mm. like saying... And I just saw some teacher talk about this with her students, how, how there's always that one kid in the class who there's a problem on the board and it's, and that kid shouts, oh my gosh, it's so easy. Why? While this kid over here is like, that's the fucking hardest question I've I've seen all day. Mm -hmm. Like I feel, but that kid's like, yeah, it's super like, you know, this kid is going to shut his mouth and struggle with it because 
somebody says it's easy and I can't say it's hard for me because apparently it's easy. And um, I want, I want to encourage you in those <laughs> moments to speak up and say, that's hard for me. Cause I think, yeah. I think having almost pride in that and just saying like, this is something I'm working on. So as it may be easy for you, it is difficult for me because yes. I think that's going to take the stigma out of it. Um, yeah. Because there's like, it is hard for me to be direct in a moment, like the situation with the fitness instructors today. I can't be like, that's insane. <laughs> like, right. like, I, I, like, I think of those things afterwards. Like, the thing that I love about Mark is that he comes up with the fucking movie lines in the moment. <laughs> and I hate that he can do that, but that's why he's the writer and I'm just the actor. Cause I was like, I can parrot things, but I like, I wish I was the person that could say that shit in the moment. I think about it like two years later. Um, so like that's that's hard for me, um, even though I'm an improviser and I have a fairly quick wit. I I can't think of the great thing to say in the moment. That's hard for yeah. me. Um, but that might be fucking easy for somebody else, and that's okay. That's something I'm working on. Yeah, we can do hard things. Can we I can do hard like things? But it's it's so weird that I, I I've been saying it so much, but I have to tell myself that every day, like, like right, because I've been so like scared. Like we're talking, I don't know if I told you this, but like, um, ever since my dad died, I like when I lay down at night, I always feel like I'm choking, mm. like I'm completely consumed by it, right? Yeah. Like I'll just. <gasps> And so, like, I am like, what if I die tonight? What if my building collapses? Like, I will go through a doom scroll of things. Like, what if I fall asleep at night? What if, like, Nico works DJ late night and they get attacked outside? Like, this is every single night that I do this. So, like, this, to me, like, this living this living thing is hard. Right. And so I have to get through it. And, um, I think that's why there's just like living and being outside and going through all this new shit right now is hard. And I have, I can't, I'm either going to choose to like suck in and let myself choke, feel like I'm going to choke to death for the rest of my life, Mm. or I can do hard things. Right. And eventually I'm hoping that that fear will dwindle and I won't have these daymares or these nightmares ever. Like it's, it's every night. And I think about like how consumed I am with bad things that like, okay, well then how are you going to do more in life despite this? And then I'm realizing it's just going to be hard. And I guess I can do hard things. Could it also be true that the opposite and positive is just as likely like is it at all possible to start thinking of if this is the absolute worst what's the absolute best right that if the absolute worst is is possible fine that also means that the absolute best is utterly possible so if you can't, and like, this is another fucking people displeaser fucking video, but like, I literally just watched this last night and I was like, oh, I love, I love that. it. Um, but he basically says like that, that's one of those cycle things that you could get stuck in and you could just get into a rut and your wheels start spinning within that mud and it just gets built up. 
But if that is true, the opposite could also be true. So try, if you can, to bully your own brain instead of like, I can do hard things. I can do fucking great things. Yeah, that's great. I mean... Yeah, I I, well, I I love it. I think it might take me a while to get there. Yeah, totally. But <laughs> it's a hard thing it, to do. It's it, and it feels cheesy and stupid and and like not possible. And it feels like, huh, that's a nice idea. Good for you. Yeah. I get that. I totally get that. Um, but it's also one of those things that I've been working on as well lately. Well, I think I did. Like, I can do hard things, and I I've been doing this. I can hard do things, and then you, oh, bleh, I'm speaking too fast. I I've been doing this. I can do hard things thing but i also did remember when you said what if it's great and i it's you know i've been trying to think of that a little bit more often um could you try switching the mantra (laughs) just a whole i it feels feels inherently hard like it feels like oh like i know that feels like a hard thing (laughs) yeah but could you start saying i can do great things I guess that would be a different. Try it right now. I can do great things. It has like it, it feels it weird, like the antithesis of hard. But I guess it's not. I don't know. If if you can do hard things, isn't it possible that you can also do great things? Yeah. Say it again. I can do great things. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if this one's gonna take right. Now. I know. Fucking try it. Just try it. Like, be silly with it, you know? Like, even if you feel like it's sarcastic, just fucking say it out loud. Try it, you know? Like, what's the worst that can happen by you saying that? Right. Since you're already in that mental space of, like, here's the worst possible thing. What's the worst possible thing that can come of saying, I can do great things? Right. Nothing. There's nothing just worse. <laughs> I just think it's more of I, I think it's more of like um uh, I guess it worked. I mean it doesn't have yeah. to. I'm just saying it's a possibility of something to try. It almost feels like when like and I love I love the mantra I can do hard things because you can and you've already you've proven that a billion times over. I think the thing that you have to prove to yourself and maybe where the like the cycling begins and like the stopping of like sort of your consistency is that you don't believe that you can do great things, but you already have. Hmm. And I don't think you've acknowledged that. Well, it's I've been, I, I, I've done hard things and I feel, <laughs> and You've I didn't think I, I, great I don't things. think I've really kind of, I haven't had to put, I haven't pushed myself as much as I have lately, I think is what it is. It, you know, in that doing new, this job and having to leave my house twice a week thing, like people do not understand how big of a fucking deal that is. So when you have, when you have social anxiety, like I do, which is, it's hard to believe because I do these performances, but let me just tell you, an actor is always an actor and I can go out there and I can pretend like I'm great, but I'm also drinking shitloads. I've, I've also, <laughs> there's, a, there's also that. <laughs> Dude, so shitload. I did, I did my first, uh, live on stage performance uh, last Thursday and, um, I was like, and then afterwards I'm going to go to the bar and get shit faced. And a friend had wanted to talk to me about some stuff and I didn't have anything to drink. And I was just like, oh, gosh. 
I just had all this energy and I like, it was fun and I had a blast doing it. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't need to like settle in with a drink afterwards. I don't need to get shit canned after doing like, like as a celebratory thing. I was like, I actually kind of like the fact that like I went, I performed, I did okay. Like I feel the same way. Like I was like, I could do better. I know I can. But then I went home and then I went to bed. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's a healthier way of me to do performance and to get back into yeah. like believing like I can do this and I can do this like without having to like control my own emotions afterwards. I can sit with like the stress of like coming off the high of coming out of a performance. I can, I can be okay without monitoring that because I mean – if nothing else every performer i know is kind of secretly introverted and when they get on stage it's like i have choreographed this i have rehearsed this i know exactly what i'm doing for this so that you can be like wow look at the amazing thing and then when you come off stage it's like i feel like an awkward person because i didn't rehearse any of this almost every performer that i know that's good is like that they're introverted off stage and they feel super uncomfortable and then they get on stage and they feel like they're in their own skin again because it's yeah. like, they have control over it. And it was like, it was like when I had that conversation with my sister and she was like, why, why do you have themed birthday parties? Or like, why, why do you not want um, your bachelorette party to be like, cause I was like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with like how much attention is going to be on me at the wedding. She's like, you're an actor. And I was like, yeah, but it's, controlled attention like i i'm being a character i'm being somebody else i'm doing something else that's not me um (laughs) i'm when i'm at the wedding i'm in a fucking dress that's a new thing it's like not not been a thing that i've been comfortable with yeah (laughs) i think that's why we perform because we got we got the right attention for good things instead of attention for the wrong things I know that's what brought me to acting is because I was like, I, I didn't like the attention I was getting off stage. Mm. On stage was a positive attention. Yeah. It's what, it's more of your choice. Exactly. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, is there anything you're excited about for the coming week? Mm. Um, like nothing until next week and next week i have a performance this week we're just i get to chill i have an event with the new company outside that's another thing we didn't talk about but i or i've also already done two events with them oh wow like crazy. yeah it's been a crazy been a first week. Two weeks of work. yeah so um but yeah i'm i'm just chilling i get to i think that's maybe what's exciting is i don't i don't have any performances again until next thursday so i can just like but I'm not working this week and I could just be home and, and feel like I could be home without guilt because I'll have been busy and done. No wonder, no wonder you were pissed when you walked in and smelled pee. Cause that's, that's your sanctuary. You, you were ready to take the mask off and, and come home and be you. Yeah. 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 Uh, I will solve this problem one way or the other. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. look, you and Nico are in it together, and 
what you want is you want your place to be nice so that when you come home all you have to do is just be you and take off all the stress of what you have that makes sense and let's be honest the past three years especially pandemic this is all we've been cultivating is a place where we can come home and relax because that's all we've been in um so coming home to that after a lot of chaotic new (laughs) yeah makes sense it so don't think you're crazy and getting pissed that the dog peed and pooped that's your sanctuary that's your place yeah boy oh boy i know my listeners are like you're gross (laughs) that was all five of our listeners (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of people can relate to that though (laughs) yeah especially the pandemic paranoia (laughs) yeah oh god yeah it's the worst yeah it's a lot. We're all going through it. Um, I uh, I am doing an acting class with a Sony exec on Saturday, which I'm pretty excited about. That does um, sound exciting. I was I was rehearsing my lines when you came in. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch of, of pages oh, here. Yeah. Um, so that's something I'm excited about. I'm excited to um, come up with my own fitness plan for the next week. Um, yeah, and set some boundaries <laughs> with some fitness people. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. Well, my friends, please know that the universe is utter chaos. So be kind not only to each other, but to your fucking self. Uh, Marie, <laughs> is there anything you want to leave everybody with? Yeah. Um, as somebody who lives in a house with a lot of people who, a lot of things that fart, I found that. <laughs> The Target brand of Febreze is not as good as regular Febreze. So don't buy the fake brand. Because you know what? Febreze is good. Like it doesn't have as bad of a chemically smell as Mm -hmm. everything else does. So when you have that chemical and the flower and the fart smell together, it's just horrible. So um, Target's close. But if you want the fart smell to disappear, go with Febreze. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That's the one. That's the one. We're going to get a Febreze sponsorship on this show. Febreze sponsor us. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Your house smells like farts. Febreze it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 